0: Hello and welcome. My name's Kirsty Rice and together with my co-host Nikki Moffat, we're the two fat expats. And when we say fat, we mean we've packed a lot of expat life in between us. Over the past 20 years, we've set up a new home in 13 countries and with six kids between us, we've visited maternity wards, school gates and a new team at the office again and again and again. Each week, we promise that we're going to give you the lowdown on expat life. We answer all of your questions by tracking down the experts and we discuss our favourite finds, our biggest stuff ups and we get the best tips for packing it all in. Now, due to COVID, I'm currently grounded in Australia with my children while my husband is working in Qatar and Nikki's just moved to Copenhagen with her family which is where we find her today hello Nikki Moffat how are you I'm fine thank you Kirstie Rice how are you I'm good, in sunny but I, Australia. I struggle with that long intro, and you and I have talked about this before. Do we get rid of it? Do we not get rid of it? Sometimes I do <laughs> half of it. Sometimes I do a sentence. Sometimes I do the whole lot, and halfway through, think, oh, my God. I'd love to know from people, do we need the intro? Do we get rid of the intro? Feel free to uh, write to us, send us a message, text us, do whatever. Tell us what do you think we should do. Uh, it is sunny Australia. How is it in Copenhagen?
1: Actually, it has been sunny most of this week, which, as we were discussing with a group of people on Friday night, is quite rare for this time of year. I thought Germans <laughs> like to talk about the weather a lot, but, as I've discovered, <laughs> very important in Copenhagen as well to discuss the weather. Usually,
0: October's quite grim, but so far not too bad, yeah. Yeah, you know the weather's bad when it really is a full-on topic. I've told you many times, thinking about that, that fateful Tuesday lunch in Canada when someone said, oh, I hear the weather's going to be good next Thursday and I thought, that's it, I'm done, I'm out. I can't, I can't, I can't be living in a place where we, we're getting excited about next Thursday. Okay, Nikki, we always kick off with two fat expat questions. I have one for you today, and I want to know, Nikki, what do you think is the most recognized vaccination for travel? And the reason I ask is obviously here in Australia, it kind of began as Pfizer and AstraZeneca, and then we added the Moderna. I, now in my family of six, I've got four kids and my husband, we've all we've all had a little go of each. <laughs> so we've got a bit of AstraZeneca, a bit of Pfizer, a bit of Moderna going on. Uh, now the Australian government is saying that they will accept those travelling in who have had Sinovac and Covishield, which I gather is a nod to our international students who may have been vaccinated mm-hmm. in China. But I'm interested in which vaccines are the most recognised in Europe and UK and Asia, and I, I the I guess my question comes from an article that I had read in, um, I think it was in Condé Nast. I will will put the link there. Um, But it showed that on Thursday... July 1. The Telegraph reported that up to 5 million Britons could be turned away at the EU border crossings because of a version of the AstraZeneca that was produced in India, had not yet been approved in Europe, even if they'd been double double jacked. And I was thinking, oh God, and it gave you the batch numbers, that you had to check your batch numbers and what your batch numbers were. And I thought, Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm." Um, and, and obviously you have to provide your batch number when you're looking for your international vaccine passport as well. that is one of the things you have to supply um and i cut thinking because there was also a thing about a new study which is not yet peer-reviewed so i don't want to quote this as gospel this was just an idea that was uh, suggested in the same article was that the astrazeneca vaccine offered minimal protection against um, the south african variant so I wondered well would that mean that you wouldn't you know, you you would maybe double you know, start to second guess yourself. But I don't know, Nikki, what do what do you think? Um is it all just pie in the sky? Is it an overreaction? What is it?
1: First of all, what I would like to say is, dear South African listeners, we understand that the South African variant is not from South Africa. Yes. But the South African variant was discovered in South Africa. Yes. And that you're very clever at discovering things and we're not blaming a variant on you <laughs> because as you said that I could just feel hundreds yes, of yes, South Africans true. raising their hackles. <laughs> <laughs> because there was a lot of media about that at the time and really just explaining to the rest of the world that it's not a new variant from South Africa, it's one they've discovered. Yes. So, dear South Africans, we love you and we're with you on that. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's very interesting, Kirsty, because when uh, the vaccine started rolling out in Europe, uh, the, you know, we we were lining up and we were getting our appointments, etc., and by age and by requirement. And one option was for me to have received a J and J, a Johnson and Johnson, a one and done shot. And at the time, a private doctor near us was offering the shots, and a friend contacted me and said, "Would you be interested? They've got these shots available next week." And I said, "Look, I am interested, but I have to, I have to think about it." And so the reason I was thinking about it was that. Australia was not recognizing Johnson and Johnson as a vaccine at the time. They were only recognizing Pfizer and AstraZeneca. And I thought, if I need to go to Australia at short notice, if I, if, if the border restrictions are ever lifted, if something happens, and Europe considers me vaccinated, and I can't get a new vaccine because I've already been vaccinated, I'm in the dun box. How then? Can I get to Australia? So I I called back my friend and I said, "Look, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait for my for my Pfizer vaccine," which I then had to wait a bit longer for because of because of my medical complications. But it, it is a consideration that I took at the time when I was being vaccinated, and I don't know that necessarily everybody would have gone through that same process, just because people were very keen to be vaccinated, and so. And the other thing is is the mixed vaccines that people have had. So mm. I've talked before about my friend who went back to the States and she's had one AstraZeneca and one Pfizer and it's not recognized where she is. So there are a lot of people who are, who are really in difficult times. Now, recently the UK have come out since that July 1 in their new October uh, version of travel allowances. And that's the other thing is travel information is changing all the time yes. so you know requirements testing on the way in testing on the way out testing once you arrive uh, the vaccination status uh, where you come from what, is there some sort of rampant variant where you are coming from that's also another consideration mm-hmm. so the the Indian based astrazeneca shots batch numbers are now approved in the UK I'm not sure about the EU I don't have the update on that but I know that they are now approved in the UK. So that's a long way of saying that there are websites you can go to because mm. this information is updating and changing all the time yes. that tell you what country and what vaccine is approved. Yes. However, there are still complications because over the European summer, you'll know that Europe did open up a little bit and there was some travel. Um, what they did was places like Switzerland, which is not part of the EU, so, so they have their own laws about um, arrivals, they're accepting travellers from places that had Sinopharm and Sinovac, into the country. So they were allowed to come into the country without quarantine and having tests, etc., etc. et cetera. Then once they were in the country, they couldn't eat inside restaurants because oh. they had to have a different vaccine to do that. Yes. So there are all these tour groups that arrived in Switzerland and then were having complications I understand from not being able to they could eat outside but not inside so if it was a nice day that's great but Mm -hmm. if it's raining bad luck for you so you know there were um, and I think what governments are trying to do is they've opened up a little bit and they've realised the challenges with this whole rollout with people travelling we talked last week about business travellers and I think that what they're trying to do is change the requirements to be more consistent and now people also have access to more information about the vaccines, and also more information about, and and now everyone in most countries, most f- developed countries, most wealthy countries, who will be tra- have people who are traveling, have had access to a lot of vaccines, and now they may have access to more, so they can change what vaccine they might have for their booster, etc. And yeah. that's the other thing: how are people going to treat boosters? Like. It, is it yes. like it, it now says that you're recognized as um it, some countries are starting boosters 6 months after your last shot some mm-hmm. countries are saying you're recognized as vaccinated for 365 days after your second shot of a of a previous vaccine
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean now we're going into the northern winter the whole thing's just going to all come up again. I mean, yes. I didn't really answer any questions, but I think
0: I just no. But about- it makes for great discussion, right? And and you've raised really good points that you know possibly other people may have not realised because they're in a different neck of the woods than you at the moment. And I agree. And I think we should also understand, Nikki, that we recognise this is a very privileged discussion, right? Because there are yeah millions and millions of people that have not been vaccinated yet because they can't get hold of a vaccine. Um, And, you know, you just think, gosh, now we're talking about booster shots when there's so many people that can't even get their first shot. Mm -hmm. But, yes, I know in Qatar booster shots are going out to the 30-plus age group. In Australia at the moment it's just for their immunocompromised that are getting the booster shot first but see we're still you know most of the country sort of only got vaccinated I guess if you looked at an average you'd say somewhere July August when you think of start to to finish um yes yeah, so and I I think you're right because I think from from what we can read that yes it probably is good if you switch up your vaccines but you definitely want to make sure that you've got the vaccine that gets you back to your home country or where you're yes hoping to go and that you have looked at those those rules acutely for if you can sit inside the restaurant and if you can you know go for a swim in an indoor swimming pool or if you can go and see the sports event that you wanted to, to desperately go and see Yes, it's complicated, but I think, we'll I'll attach a couple of articles. There's one from The Economist that says which COVID-19 vaccine is the most widely accepted for international travel. There's another one from Connie Nast um, about uh, COVID vaccine travel. Um, and Nikki, you've got a great tool there uh, as well that you can click on the website and have a look at which vaccine, which country, etc.
1: Okay, Kirstie, so my question to you is also sort of more of a discussion item uh, and also is, is a little bit COVID related. So this week a couple of things have come up to me that really made me think about the world and travel. And again, this is a privileged discussion because because we are expats and because we do live a globally mobile life mo- most of the time pre-COVID and, and we are hoping post-COVID, this is something that's in our sphere and in our world view. Yes. So I was talking with a friend of mine in in Germany and she said to me her neighbours who were German had just cut short their stint in Canada by two-thirds
0: so because of the German- ice. But they went on a holiday to Canada? They went on a
1: holiday to Canada. And I believe they might have family there because they, or, or, you know, have lived there or something. Because they said Mm -hmm. just cut short their stint by two-thirds because of the icy reception they received as tourists, even from people they knew quite well. So she commented that widely anyone foreign is considered a bit of a pariah, in in countries that are still sort of dealing with this situation and we were talking relative to how we feel as australians outside australia Mm -hmm. so that was another thing and then someone else wrote me a note this week from the from the two fat expats facebook group our favorite group with over thirty thousand people on facebook uh (laughs) and just said look that they were very they had a lot of support from the group over the the Time they had been a member, but they were going to leave because they had posted a question about having a holiday and they had had an answer about holiday during a pandemic, questioning them why they would do why they would do that. And I this is part of um, everyone living the pandemic at a, in a different way, at a different rate, in a different order. Like, you know, having lockdowns and being open and or open and now having lockdowns. And it's where everyone's mindset's at. Like we've talked before about social media being a little bit less kind during this pandemic period, during to people having different external stresses like that you can't see when they're writing down, you can't see what's going on in their world. And so I'm wondering, is this now sort of translated and bubbled over to real life as well? Like you you would say now to someone, why are you here? Like, why would you come to our country? Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. Or, or if you go to see someone, oh, no, we can't see you. Like, you know, how long, yeah. how many days have you been in the country? When's your last test? You know, that kind of thing. Like, is, is that where we're at?
0: Yeah. What do you think? I, I, I think exactly what you said of um, we're all in very different situations at the moment. So, Nikki, you, you've been in a world where you've you've moved country and you've gone back and forth to those two countries. And I'm yep. in a world where I haven't seen anyone from another country <laughs> for a long time unless they happen to be here. You know, like in my wine course, I do have people from Italy and China and, uh, you know, columbia etc but i know that those people are long-term people here because um they wouldn't have got in here in the last two years that's for sure because i think i was the last one in i think i shut the door at the airport on my way i mean um, you can't even see people in other states necessarily no you? that's I right mean, and it was it really and and you forget because um you know this week uh I'm a big watcher of I, Gogglebox. I love Gogglebox. So this oh, week they show. Gogglebox showed, is so good. It's so good. And my two favourite characters are these guys, Adam and Simon. And they're in lockdown and they've been in lockdown for a long, long time. And they showed them watching the NRL grand final, the National uh, Rugby League, <laughs> which was held in Brisbane. They had uh, restricted the crowd to 75%. And so you imagine all these people that have been in lockdown and have been at home and have been dutifully doing their job, which is to stay home and order takeout and just not go anywhere or do anything. They were watching the grand final and you could see on their faces they were like... I thought the crowd was restricted because to them it just looked like there were people just laying all over each other, giving each other <laughs> big tongueys. You know, when it wasn't at all, but it was. That's what it appears if you have been in lockdown for a long time that's what it looks like to you and that's how it feels you go well i can't imagine going out i can't imagine going to the pub i can't imagine all these people shoulder to shoulder etc and um then there was kind of a hint of hang on well where did all these rabbit supporters come from and where did all the penrith you know supporters come from and how did they get in and um whatever so you can see people start to then get very um uh, not judgmental. They're very cynical, maybe, and um, they're just not sure whether what they're whether they're believing what they're saying, sort of thing. So, yes, definitely that is going to be the case with travel. So, in in Australia, um, they have said that you know they are thinking that they will open the borders in November, and so I think, well, how are those people who have been in the country, like in rural? How are they going to cope with that when all they've seen and heard on the radio is that currently, you know, 30,000 people in Britain have COVID and it's everywhere and you think, Nikki, I live in a state where there is zero COVID and we have had a grand total of four people have died in the last two years of COVID. Yeah. So when you think of that world where I have lived here and we've lost four people, we have no perception of the people that say, I lost a friend from school, my friend lost a child, you know, the, you know, just the devastation that some people have been through. So, yes, but it, it it takes me back to another post that I saw in the group and it really struck me. It was a woman who was originally from the philippines who was talking about living in was she in denmark or belgium the netherlands was she in in the netherlands i feel like
1: she's in the netherlands yes
0: and she talked about you know she lived in a inverted commas post-covid world where Mm. you know people weren't wearing masks and people talked about it being post-covid and how how absolutely spine-tinglingly awful that was for her because on her facebook feed of her friends back in the philippines it was just memoriam after memoriam after more memoriam of all the friends that had died and you know i think about people who are doing business now and they're doing business in asia and they're talking to people in vietnam and thailand and what it's like for them and and they hear the words post-covid and think you know what are you talking about so yes There's going to be a lot of that until we're all back on level ground and I think people should really think about where they're planning on going and who they're planning on visiting and and being in that headspace of those people because it's going it's going a lot will be driven by fear
1: a hundred percent. And I think about when we go to Australia and I go into a shop and they say something to me, and I'm like, oh, sorry, I, I don't live here normally. Like, you know, I, I've lived overseas for 20 years or whatever. Yeah. Not to be a dick, but just to explain why I have no idea about what they're yeah. asking me to do with yeah. my card or anything like that. So,
0: yeah.
1: And I think you when you when when I go to Australia, eventually I won't be wanting to stick out. No. I'll be wanting to like just look, no. I can talk the same as everybody else but my children can't and that's something that that I really that that is in my mind that yeah. when they speak they sound because their accent is not australian they sound like they're not from there so yeah it's just really something that that, that those those people making yeah. those comments really just made me think about you know and in europe we are doing a lot of travel intra europe because i talked about it last week about how it feels a little bit safer how we all know what each other's countries systems are and and we have to fill in these very detailed <laughs> passenger locator forms to get into a country etc etc and so I, I think that people here feel a little bit comfortable about that but just the bigger jump like the jump from obviously Germany to Canada is a big jump and if you're you know driving around Canada or if you're you know yeah. asking directions or questions I can just see how and the same in Australia in countries that have been quite closed internationally yeah I think it's going to be a little bit hard and it's going to be hard for everybody, but it's not that people are, you know, trying to spread COVID. I think that's the last thing anyone's trying to do when they get on a plane. Not yeah.
0: Like, this is our do plan. you think, Nikki, there's an element too of, when this first started, and we we you know started hearing about the dolphins in in the the canals, and <laughs> I'm not sure that was actually ever true,
1: but yes, <laughs> I've seen lots like of photos. But
0: remember those conversations, and everyone said, "Well, we're all going to be more sustainable now because we've seen the damage that we've done to the environment, and we've seen how crazy that big life was with all that travel, and we've we've stopped, you know, the uh, carbon footprint, you know." because none of us are flying and and is it that there is an element there is a small group of people who are like well hang on I thought we were meant to be doing that I don't know if I really want to go back to you guys all coming through here and being here and whatever
1: I don't know. I think it's like we were happy to do the fist bump while we had to and now we're back with the handshake and the hugging. Mm. Like I just think that people are just have such short memories and they're just yes. throwing it all out. I mean I said to my friends, my Italian friends initially, how amazing to be an Italian initially this summer because, you know, every other summer it is packed full of tourists from other countries and i said yeah there are some tourists there's not too many and it is quite amazing it's you know it's the only time we can remember that you can never do this and you can never do that and whatever like you can buy you can book travel at short notice etc and another friend said to me you know we're giving up our northern european summer next year and we're going to take all that time in australia because we want to spend as long as we can because we've been out for so yeah. many years and I said yeah I said I don't think next year next summer's going to be great in Europe anyway because I think everybody who's put off their European travel for two years is going to be coming
0: yeah. on over. I have a girl I have a girlfriend who's a travel agent and she is flat out at the moment <laughs> booking <laughs> travel so I agree with you but I I also I wonder with that Nikki like like I I gather because I I mean, you went from that world in Germany, always had the mask, always tracking, tracing, always doing that, and then you got to Denmark and you were like, holy moly, this feels weird. And there was a great article, oh, oh, sorry, there was an article in The Australian, I think, yes, maybe yesterday, the day before, uh, a woman who was warning Australians about the culture shock they're going to receive when they land in the UK because you know, everybody Everybody QR checks every everywhere they go and everybody wears a mask and everybody does whatever. Although I think that's about to change in Sydney maybe next week. I thought, yes, it would be a massive shock to get off the plane and then all gone. No, it doesn't exist anymore, just as you were. And I think it would almost sort of feel like having unsafe sex. Do you know that whole, (laughs) oh, oh, this is really good fun, but I've got a bad feeling this is all going to turn very (laughs) pear-shaped.
1: I think it's also going to be a strange feeling because airports are usually high mask high uh, awareness environments so there's no mask in denmark anywhere except at the airport in copenhagen and it is like you cannot go in the building without the mask because then you're in the travel zone and Ah. well because masks on planes like that's still an accepted part of the thing so it's it's like i can only imagine you arrive in denmark From a country where you wear masks all the time, (laughs) you you arrive at the airport, everything seems quite normal. You walk out the front door, and it's like it's a whole different world. Like just the. And it took me a long time. Like even now, I, go, I went to the supermarket yesterday afternoon. Saturday afternoon, it was heaving. And I was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable in here. I wasn't yeah. wearing a mask and neither was anybody else in the whole place. Yeah. But I usually go when it's quiet times of day still. You know, I yeah. just still have in my mind, I'll just pop over just now, like in this mid-morning when I've just got a quick break in my work day because I don't want to be there at, at you know at the after work peak hour time because yeah. I still don't really 100% feel comfortable. And I've lived here for two months, so I can only
0: imagine someone going for a two-week holiday. <laughs> it would be really freaked out. It would be like you know, me when I went back to the shoe shop today where my son had left a bag with you know two pairs of tracksuit pants, a new jumper and a new pair of boardies and a pair of shorts. He'd just left it there by the shoes after he'd tried them on. Anyway, I, I did the whole... I walked in because I was in a mad shop, opens at 11, I've got to run in there and see if that bag is there because that's a lot of money with the receipt in the bag that I can't prove, you know, it's now gone. And um, I um, ran in and did the whole, oh, I don't have a mask on, Do you know, and sort of looked <laughs> at the lady and said, my son left a bag here last night, it should be over there in that corner, have you seen it, blah, 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 blah. I'm really sorry, and sort of cut covered my mouth you know with my both hands you know like this. <laughs> she said you're fine you're you're fine okay i mean we have zero cases in this, in this state at the moment yes, i think we have but one. you still wear
1: masks in shops but yeah. we still
0: wear our masks <laughs> you know we still do all of that so yes i imagine that 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 would be that um level of thinking when i arrived in denmark it would be like oh i'm not sure um now, let me see was the bag there it was, thank God. But, of course, so, Nikki, I know you're aware of this, but I will, I will bore the listeners just for a second. My son's school does one of those camps, and by one of those camps I mean one of those off you go into the wilderness five weeks later, no phone, no computer, no whatever. And, Nikki, this thing has ruled our life for the last uh, three weeks where we have been shopping for it. And when I say shopping, I mean Uh, a list that goes for about 40 pages of one can opener. All the things you have to have. (laughs) One small chopping board, one small grater. And as an expat, you know that you go, I've already got a bloody can opener in Qatar. I've got a can opener in this house and I've got a can opener in the house that my teenage children, you know, uni students live in and now I'm about to go and buy another can opener for my son to take on camp for five weeks. Really? Anyway, so he he was heading off this morning. They sail for seven hours on a, on a boat that's about the same size as Captain Cook sailed on when he came to Australia. And when you look at it, that's not big enough. I was looking at it going, <laughs> how did Captain Cook fit all those dogs and cats and goats and birds and whatever on it? Because it really looks about the comfort. I've seen Dow boats in Qatar where they've had 20 people on them having drinks that were bigger than this one. Anyway, six hours on that. Then he does a six-day cycling tour um, or tour, six days gruelling cycling where they camp in a tent. They don't shower. They don't do any of that. They're just going to sleep in their sleeping bags and get back on their bikes. And then they get to this place for four or five weeks, four weeks, sorry, by the time they've done the cycling tour and they have zero digital and they run every day and they swim and they surf and they read and they cook and clean and the whole works nikki i feel safe saying this because the woman i met who was new this morning don't ever worry about your expat children being pampered or not knowing how to look <laughs> after themselves because i met a woman this morning who told me her son has never packed a dishwasher or dried a dish in his life and i my face i think just said it all because i was thinking god here i've been so worried you know making my children get jobs and making them you know make beds and clean rooms and they i I really didn't need to be worried about they could have been lazy shits (laughs) here in australia quite easily just amazing so yes it's going to be a unique experience uh for him so Uh, We did, to get back to the point, we did a last minute shop of the, oh, you need to have four pairs of tracksuit pants and you need to have another, (laughs) um, what we would call a windsheeter, what would you call it, Nikki, a sweater in America, isn't it, or a jumper? In the UK, okay, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, another pair of board shorts. So we go for the mad dash to the shops, buy everything, and the last thing he needed was a pair of work boots or hiking boots <laughs> oh. <laughs> that he's just going to wear, and then all of a
1: sudden start hiking ten hours. Yes.
0: So uh, he put. We got work boots because we figured he will work in the work boots, um, and uh, yeah. But I mean, there's another two hundred bucks um so when he tried his work boots on he left the bag with all his brand new clothes to take to camp and so we had that moment last (laughs) night where we were we were all organized we'd gone and we'd got a we'd gone and got an apartment down where the boat was taking off at seven o'clock the morning this morning because we live an hour and a half away right so I thought right we'll get an apartment five minutes away so there's no stress and, of course, we're just about to go and have a dinner at 6 o'clock at night after the shops have closed. And uh, he says, oh, Mum, where's that country road bag with uh, my stuff? And I said, I don't know, in the car. No, trip to the car, no, not. He comes back looking as wide as it goes, Mum, it's not in the car. Where is it? Yeah, and then we realise it's in the shoe shop. <laughs> but did you have the shoes? We had the shoes because we had the <laughs> shoes. Thank God we had the shoes. We probably only had the shoes because he wore them walking out of the store (laughs) and I carried his sneakers. So, yes, back to get the things today and I'm going to parcel them off to the camp and I'm sure they will talk about me like I'm that mother that (laughs) mollycoddles her child and does all of that which i i really am not but i it's just like oh you poor thing i mean his level of stress of going added to that of i don't have you know the board shorts and the whatever and oh gosh 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 so yes that was us at um seven o'clock this morning down at the docks (laughs) with the other (laughs) poor little people um watching them head off to get violently seasick for six hours
1: (laughs) Oh, just, I can't even.
0: Did you I give know. him something for the yeah, seasickness? Yeah, we did. We gave him oh, the quills or whatever they're called, which he yes. took an hour before he got on the boat. Um, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I think that will be feeling very sick. And I'm sorry to bore everyone with that, but I guess I do because I've got a feeling I'm going to be a little bit sadder and sadder and sadder as the weeks go by because I, I did think, And this is expat-worthy conversation, but I did sort of think, you know, we've done this before. I went and had chemo and radio and all those things where I had to be apart from him and I've had to come back to Australia and be with the other kids while he has stayed with Greg. And so we have been apart. And I was saying to him, oh, we're going to be really good at this because we've done this before and we've done this under much harder conditions and whatever. But, oh, it was brutal. It was really brutal. I, you was know, he wasn't, sad? He no, well, he was pretty good. He said to me, "Can we have our hug in the car and not out in front of everyone, please?" <laughs> I said, "Sure." Um, but you know, he's he's just a great kid. And we'd gone out to dinner the night before, and we had really had a really fun dinner. And I do find spending time with him very similar to spending time with my husband where we went out to dinner and we sat and we talked about everybody and all the different tables and who do you think they are and who do you think's married (laughs) to who and you know those conversations and do you think they're sisters and oh she's cross with him isn't she oh she didn't like that they were saying happy birthday (gasps) oh table one saying happy birthday and they didn't tell table two and now table two wants to know why table one saying happy birthday and we're just having a great time and we i just yeah he's a good mate he's just good fun to have around and yeah, I got back to the apartment to sort of pack up my stuff and his, you know, his pyjamas that he was meant to leave behind <laughs> and, you know, the things he was actually meant to leave there and sort of packed them in a bag and thought, wow, no, this is different because I can't ring you. I can't. I can yes, write to you. I can't see him every day. I yeah. can't see you. I can't talk to you. You know, I don't know. And there is that level of it has been an interesting it's – it's been – I'm sure he won't mind me saying it's been a bit of a struggle, you know, settling in here. And I feel like we've just got to a good place, but um, yeah, it has been hard. And you do think, oh God, is this, you know, are they going to be good to you? Are you, are you ready for this? Yeah. And I tell you, Nikki, some of those boys, the difference in shapes and sizes of fourteen-year-old boys is phenomenal. Yeah,
1: fourteen-year-old it? boys, it's it's. Oh yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting year 14 to yeah. 15, right? Yeah. By the time we, they're 16 there, there's a, there's sort of a yeah, a, a tempering off, but 14 and 15 is very very yeah. different.
0: And ours is very much a football school, so there's some big boys that look like 19-year-old boys. And you think <laughs> and you know you want to say to the others, don't worry, you're going to catch up. You're going to catch up, don't worry. But, um, yeah, it's hard to say. Anyway, Nikki, I have, I'll have i probably cut all of this out, but maybe I won't. Maybe I'll leave it in. <laughs> but I think I'll leave it in. Uh, we always have a bold statement of the week. And, Nikki, you and I have talked about the Just One Thing podcast that we both absolutely loved. And so I had taken from the Just One Thing to do the 45 minutes walk a day and have been doing that, and I'm up to day 17 of 30. And then I, and then I realized I've kind of added a few more in. I'm taking my vitamins and good bacteria and I'm taking, I'm doing the two liters of water. I thought, you know, I am learning a new skill because I'm studying the wine, but I thought I'm going to do 10 things of the just one thing. And I went back and I looked at all the episodes of just one thing and picked out the 10 that I'm going to do. So I added to those things I just mentioned, I'm going to do the 50 squats i'm going to stand on one leg while i brush my teeth which i actually do find very hard i'm going to do the breathing exercises because my apple watch reminds me to do that and there was a thing about counting your blessings and i really would like to try and write a little bit more so i thought well maybe you could count your blessings in the form of writing that's the only one i'm a little bit worried about i might let myself down only dark chocolate and doing the sixteen-eight. so i've done more than just one bold statement i've would yes you've really
1: rolled it out there and 50 days when I saw this when I was having a look before the podcast does that that's before Christmas right that stops before Christmas that does stop. (laughs)
0: it stops before my husband gets here oh that's fantastic I start Monday the 11th of October which is tomorrow I think that takes me through to the beginning of December
1: perfect well when I saw that I was like oh that's such an awesome idea I'm going to do that too yes And then I got down to, oh, but I have to change a couple of those things out. I'm not sure I can only do dark chocolate (laughs) or count my blessings in the form of writing. So I'm going to go away and find two things to to substitute there. Um, And then I'm going to join you in that. Excellent. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. Now, Nikki, did you get your NEM ID for Willow last week? I have made the appointment. So I made the appointment and the first appointment I could get is about a week and a half away so but yes and my son has received his bank uh, information, so we're just we're powering along on the bank on the bank side of things. Then they can go and get jobs to earn money to put in their bank
0: accounts. Okay, Nikki. Three <laughs> favorite things. My three favorite things this week was one was an article that was in Traveler dot com, and it was about international borders opening, but travelers and expats should not forget how they were treated. And I was just thought this. It was good to see someone write about it. It was good to see it get shared. I think, you know, there are a lot of people that don't realize or contemplate what, what those people have been through. Um, and uh, I'll just a little quote from the article. It said, this, this episode changed everything for travelers, even those of us who weren't stranded. The story we all like to tell ourselves, that if, anything, if everything went wrong, we could always go home, was shown to be a lie. When the going gets tough, you're on your own out there and you'll get no sympathy for it. And I think that is how many Australian expats have (laughs) felt, is that they are. And, um, you know, Nikki, you know I have been cynical for a long time about how uh, Australia treats its expats. Like I always say, embassies aren't there for expats when people say, oh, but we went to the Australian embassy. And I'm like, yeah, good luck. I don't think Australia has always had a wide berth of looking after it. its expats. And I've always said I don't think expats have a particularly good name in Australia, that people feel that expats are uh, mollycoddled, and they all have maids, they all get paid privileged. too much money, they're yeah. all too privileged, they don't pay tax. They just fly in and fly out and they've got no idea how the real world works, um, which, of course, is probably about 5% of Australian expats. The other 95 are just people that are trying to gain some experience on the other side of the world. Um, so, yes, I don't think it's new, but I thought it was very good that it was written about and shared, and that was one of my favourite things. Did you read the article,
1: Nikki? I did read the article and I couldn't agree more. And the other thing I think that... You know, as expats, we have said, but it's our passport and we should be able to go home if we want to, you know, and this is a discussion we've had a lot. The other thing I think it's made me realise is that I'm also looking at it from a privileged point of view as an expat, thinking I should be able to go home to Australia because even when Australia opens their borders, as they say they are going to do, which I still am sceptical about in mid-November, there are people living in Australia who cannot leave because Mm. of their visa status. Mm-hmm. So I am of I am locked out but I am one of the privileged people who are locked out who once the borders are open I can resume my travels. So I think that I hope that what it also makes is that those of us that are expats and that do live overseas that we also have a little bit more empathy and understanding for people in the country who are sort of in the reverse situation to us so yeah look i I mean we've talked
0: about it to death you know how i feel about it yeah
1: yeah (laughs) yes i read the article
0: nikki the other thing that i really enjoyed this week was monica Lewinsky on sway which is um in the new york times you can listen via audio or read um, I just, I haven't seen Impeachment, have you? I haven't seen Impeachment, but Sway in
1: which is one of my favourite podcasts, so I do listen yeah. every week. So I did hear it. So it's on my list to watch.
0: So, yes, yeah, so in that, Monica is a producer, and I hadn't seen it, but it sort of talks about how she didn't have creative control, um, but what involvement she did have. Um, and they talked about a HBO Max documentary called 15 Minutes of Shame, which looks at the world of public humiliation um, and cancel culture. But I really, really enjoyed listening to Monica Lewinsky. She was funny. And I don't think we've kind of got that funny before. But I, I did every time she'd call him Bill, I was like, oh. <laughs> You know, and I think because she's an adult, she's a grown up and she talks about him like a fellow grown up. And I think years ago she talked about him like he was a president. But now she calls him Bill and uh, talks about she she just sounds, I don't know, uh, I don't know, probably like a person who's had a lot of therapy. To get through it and be as well balanced as she is
1: that's what I also think is that i I think we 're in a moment of we love Monica like so yes. we after her TED talk and the shaming and then the understanding of of us as a as a you know first world cultures that shame people for the yes. wrong reasons and then you know the power structures that were pointed out to us and all that kind of stuff yeah and and so I think we're we 're in our loving Monica moment. And she's she's a queen on Twitter. She really can rock Twitter. She's very very funny. Oh well, and
0: when she said so quick wittedly, at the beginning, um, Kara said something. But they were talking about someone they both knew, and she said, "Oh yeah." Kara said, "Oh yeah." I was an intern with him at the Washington Post. He was the worst intern, and as quick as a (laughs) wit, (laughs) Whitmiller goes. Oh no, I think I take the cake as as the worst. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's very self-deprecating and she's yeah I, I really enjoyed it look the next thing I really liked was a show on ABC iview called fires um it's only being dropped once a week unfortunately so there's only the third one comes out tonight um I'll put a little YouTube link so you can watch the the, the video highlight it has an amazing cast. Sam Worthington, Noni Hazelhurst, Richard Roxburgh, Miranda Otto, Anna Torv. Wow, who, that's like yeah, she Australian was in, TV royalty. It is. It is. Um, Anna Torv was in Newsreader. She was the lead there. But it is true stories from survivors. Um, or tr- Yeah, the stories that they've got from survivors, but they've obviously used actresses and actors like we've just mentioned. But um, their stories and uh the filmmaking is superb i don't know how they how they do it that it's so realistic um of you know fire trucks within huge enormous bushfires but incredibly moving stories and you know when you watch a story and you go this is true how does someone get through this like how does someone go Beyond this, as a family, and really, I, I just love the stories they've chosen because they've chosen difficult ones really, really difficult ones. So, um, well, Well, well worth it. And um, obviously I'm addicted to trade radio at the moment because it's AFL trade periods, finishes on Wednesday. (laughs) I'm waiting to see if we're going to get Jager O'Meara to come and play for our team or Tom Mitchell or maybe Chad Wingard will come back. None of those things will mean anything to you, Nikki, but they're things that keep me awake at night. (laughs) Tell me your three favourite things.
1: Okay, so my three favourite things... Adele is back so yes. Adele is back this week she's on the cover of British folk and the cover of the U.S. Folk. and, and they two have both picks. had interviews yeah two different pics two different uh, totally different shots so mm-hmm. also the in the photos in the rest of the article are also different totally differently themed and I love them both I, th- I think they're great I I just love the way she splashes into our lives every few years. Mm. You know, she's, and she's one of those, she's a, she's part of the one name crew, yes. but I think not in a different, like, I don't think she's like Madonna. Like I think it's a scarcity of Adele that everyone loves. Cause mm. you know, so she does, her albums are titled 19, 21 and 25. Mm. And that's the ages she was when she recorded those albums. Now she's releasing 30 when she's 31 this year. Mm. She comes out, she promotes the albums, she does wins all the awards and then drops Disappears back out of sight in. again until yeah. she sort of has another album out. And I really like that about her is that she's one of those <laughs> people that sort of walks the walk or walks the talk of like she likes her privacy, but she's happy to be out when she has to promote her album, but then she goes away again and she she sort of doesn't come out in between and sort of do things. She's just very Focused Mm. on her work and everything and anyway, I love her Mm. and I loved seeing her all over the internet this week and um, I love the teaser.
0: I love seeing her and Nicole Richie be friends. Yes, on her (laughs) Instagram.
1: That's quite interesting, isn't it? Like she just gives you tiny, tiny little sneaks. Yeah. of herself on the instagram another thing i love this week was facebook down memes oh yeah, so when facebook strange. and instagram went down I, I think i don't know if you guys were asleep in australia
0: but it was quite a big chunk of the day we were here. Uh, we were asleep and we wake up and we all just thought oh bugger it internet's gone down and um yeah and, th- and then we of course went to twitter who who i think twitter actually tweeted hi everyone welcome back oh <laughs>
1: welcome everyone yeah and and just the twitter streams about the 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 replying to the welcome everyone what can we do nice to see you back around here all that kind of stuff (laughs) twitter was on fire and i honestly thought the internet was down because whatsapp is one of my biggest communication tools that i use for i use it for work i use it for all sorts of things and and I was sort of walking around the supermarket, going, "Why isn't my WhatsApp refreshing? Like I can't." And I, I disconnected yeah. the Wi Fi and reconnected it, and then my Instagram feed wasn't updating, and then my Facebook, and I'm like, "Oh." The, and then my husband's still on a Teams call, so obviously Teams is not down. So obviously our house Wi Fi is fine, and I, I just and then I went. to Where did I go? I went to Twitter. I just typed in it's Facebook down or is WhatsApp down actually is what I typed in. And then it was like all there ahead in front of me. Yeah. I, anyway, there were some very, very clever memes from that this week. And I just thought it's just a reminder for a lot of people that, you know, yeah, it's a very, very big part of our lives. When we consider that it was only Facebook that was down and they are my most used social media tools. And, mm-hmm. Uh, even I don't even consider WhatsApp a social media tool. I consider it a communication tool that I yeah. use yeah. with uh, my family and friends, and and with work. And so it was quite funny seeing all the people saying, "Get on Telegram," you know, like this is what we've been saying about
0: WhatsApp. It's not safe.
1: Is anyway, Telegram? But that
0: was is Telegram the one where Trump is?
1: Uh, I think he has gone to Telegram. Yes. Mm, yeah, that's a good reason um, not to go to Telegram. <laughs> but anyway, so that I just thought there were some really, really clever and very, very funny memes from that this week. Yeah. Okay, now it's time, Kissy, for me to talk to you about my role as you <laughs> and Junk TV person. Yes. So I just want to give an update from last week. So I had said that La Bria was the show that I was watching and it was fi- it was actually filmed in Australia. I went and had a look because uh-huh. there's more than one Australian accent in the cast. I was like, okay, that's a clue. There's a hint. Yeah. And so during COVID there was a lot of shows filmed in Australia that weren't scheduled to be filmed there because it was able to be open and, and production was able to continue. So that's just an update from last week. La Bria, which is meant to be in Uh, Los Angeles is actually filmed in Australia. So uh, what did I watch this week? Well, I watched the number one show apparently on Netflix, soon to be the number one show of all time on the internet. Yes, Which I've been putting off for some time because I was worried I wouldn't like it. And, of course, we see. Anyway, it's Squid Game on Netflix. Did you like it? Oh. Okay, this is the thing. It's one of those shows where... It's brutal, like it's it's Korean versus U.S. filmmaking sensibilities that you, when you watch it, you're like, oh, no, it's so brutal. <laughs> but I couldn't stop watching it. So that- – <laughs> and my husband and I were watching it together, a little bit of a binge watch, and our 15-year-old daughter came in and goes, oh, what episode are you up to? Episode six is the best one. I was like,
0: what? You've yeah. seen
1: this? You've already watched it all? Yes, I have. And the other thing is, is that we were watching it, and we just turned it on, and it was all dubbed, which ah, was super weird. Yeah. But we didn't. It didn't come up as not being able to be dubbed. And both ah. my children walked in and said, "I can't believe you're watching this in the dubbed version. Turn it off and get the subtitles on." I was like, "What? It, it comes with subtitles? Yes, yes, it comes with subtitles." So both my children ah. were horrified that we were watching it in yes. the dubbed version. Yes. Um, But Rotten Tomatoes, I mean, obviously everyone who wants a Halloween outfit this year, obviously Uh. sorted, (laughs) obviously sorted. Whether you're a circle, a triangle or a square or whether you just walk around with a big number on your chest, those things are done. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 91% for critics and 85% for the regular punters. Um, I don't know. It's just brutal. And you sort of compare it to, someone told me to compare it to the Hunger Games. Mm. but hunger games sort of had some dreamlike sequences but yes okay there were children that were you know mm. yeah, there were children that were dying in that show
0: and but I don't know have you seen a cursing no and I'm not going to it's not good my choice my kids have <laughs> and I don't know Nikki you know we we kind of talk about this a lot of that you should only do things that your mental health will allow and yes. this is not this would not be good for me in the it, yeah, you know, and and when people go, oh, what? maybe she's a bit pathetic. Last uh, night, I no. Last <laughs> night I went to bed and I put on a podcast, and it was Stuart Diver, who those who I are not Australian Stuart would not Diver. know. He's a yeah. beautiful man, but his story is is that he was trapped under rubble basically for three days, sixty six hours, I think it was after there was a landslide in the snow and he lost his wife in the process um, he so he went through having his wife die next to him anyway so Nikki I'm laying there in my apartment last night I put that on I'm about to go to bed and I'm listening here. and I know that now you know he's been through a lot of troubles but you know he's a very upbeat person and he can tell you things and I'm laying there and all I can think about is being trapped under the ground and I'm I <laughs> turn couldn't, it off I Did could not it get past I had to turn it off because it was like why are you doing this to yourself because while you're laying there thinking of being trapped on the ground, you're then thinking, oh, I'm in an apartment, and how quickly would I get to Henry? And would we be able to? Like, I just, there are some things some of us just shouldn't do. If we don't think we can handle them, we shouldn't do them. And Squid Games is that. I've seen the shorts. My kids have told me all about it. I've seen people making, you know, memes of all the Squid Games things and the whole. I mean, it has gone bananas, hasn't it? Uh, but, yeah, I just go, yeah, no, Kirsty, that one's not for you. <laughs> and I don't know. Like it is very brutal and it's not for everybody.
1: And if someone chooses not to watch it, I'm totally on board with that. It, yeah. it's, for me, it's certainly there's an amount of FOMO. So I can discuss it with someone who's seen it, et cetera, yeah. but, and have an opinion about it. But I just – I don't understand. Is it because we've just been through two years of COVID and, and people dying is like just happens – more than we think now. I, I I just don't know why everybody is so okay with it. I think it's just yeah. I'm pretty sure brains. we're going to see some Squid Game um, repercussions Ugh. at some stage. We'll have a, a, a coming a, a coming of age about yeah. Squid Game. But anyway, yeah. I watch it so some
0: people don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so are you telling us it's one of your favourites, or it was just what?
1: Well, I'm just saying. I was considering the ordering the Halloween equipment. I was like, oh, that would be a cool shirt. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, what are you thinking about? Uh, look, I'm just saying I've watched it. It's it's the top of the pop. So, like, I feel that, like that's my, that's my lane. Um, I couldn't stop watching it. I, I wanted uh-huh. to know what happened in the end. Well, there it but is. But I do is. understand yeah. that there are people that shouldn't watch it or can't watch it, and their choice I totally respect. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah okay Nikki okay good chat very good chat and I'll talk to you next week okay bye bye